Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome to the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast. Nope, that's not how we say it anymore. What's the new one? Something our, our about movies where that... we make the movies that Hollywood won't. Oh, there we yes. go. We got it out. Um, yeah, it's Marvel time. Hey, Brian, what's your name? It's, I'm a Brian Perry. <laughs> I'm Houston Bodley. Uh, and we are, with our powers combined, the Silver Screen Redemption. You know that? You know that We're the Redeemers. The... Yeah, that's you know... our Marvel team. You know that? Our superhero that famous, team. That famous superhero team, the Redeemers? That's us. Um, we're here to save the silver screen from superhero fatigue. Is speaking of superhero team names, I just rewatched Thor Ragnarok. I've seen it a few times. Yeah. But I forgot until this last time that he comes up with the team name the Revengers. Right. For him and Hulk and Valkyrie and all of them. Yeah. That's a fun name. And I like I that team a lot. I believe that's a real name in the comics, too. It probably I is. I believe there is a group called the Revengers. I think it's a reference to that. Um, I really want another movie with that crew. So with Thor, so, so Loki. Oh. <laughs> or Men in Black. Got it. Just have Mark Ruffalo come in and yeah. he's a green alien or oh, something. That'd be fun. That would be, would a fun, be reference. fun. I just now realized that, yeah, it is Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth again. Yeah, sure is. The Revengers. Okay. Revengers in Black. Okay. R.I.B. Um, how about <laughs> how about how about that Cobra Kai? <laughs> Season two is out. Uh, I literally okay. Here's my train of thought that got me there. Um, Men in Black. Okay. Will Smith. Okay, we're good so far. We're good. Will Smith owns the rights to the Karate Kid because of Jaden. Because because he his production company bought it so they could make their their Jaden Smith film. Their Jaden Kid. The Jaden Kid. Um, but anyway, Cobra, Cobra Kai is good. Uh, let's make a movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, as you could might have guessed, it's the release of the Star Wars trailer this week. Yes, that's it why is. we're talking so much about <laughs> wonderful super beings. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's actually Brian and I are going to the Utah premiere bah, 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 of Avengers Endgame. And by Utah premiere, I mean we're going at like nine o'clock on the day <laughs> it's open to everyone. Right. Um, so no spoilers because uh, we haven't seen it yet. But, but we fake may, spoilers. We, we may guess it like we did last year. We did a pretty good job on Infinity War. Uh, we had a run for like three episodes where we predicted what happened in each movie. Yeah, that's right. Ironically, but it still happened. Yeah. Um, so we need to be careful what we say here. We could will this true. movie into existence. So whatever yeah. you want to see, make it happen. The movie's made already, but you never know. Yes. You never know what happens <laughs> with the movie of, of Hollywood. The magic of Hollywood is what I meant to say. <laughs> Brian, you pulled something up and you're looking at yes. some of them Avengers TV series there's that are lot, coming. There's a lot going on on Disney Plus. I'm probably going to get Disney Plus for the time it takes me to watch these series. Well, I don't even know if that. Anyway, I'm going to try out these series. They're all interesting enough to me that I'm going to try them out. I've never enjoyed a Marvel TV show, so who knows? And these ones seem very weird. How many Marvel TV series have you seen? There's, I've seen some of Daredevil. Okay. I've seen some of Iron Fist. Okay, so you looked at the best and the worst. Uh, and then I looked at a little bit of... Uh, I had a roommate watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I saw quite a bit of right that. Right there in the middle. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, you did get a good spectrum yeah, on I that. Yeah, I feel like I'm well re- represented range. here. Um, I haven't yet seen WandaVision, though, which is one of the <laughs> new shows that's, that's announced. Um, it's, it's a live action series starring the Scarlet Witch and Vision, because everyone's just dying to know about their relationship. The WandaVision. No, no. Wanda like, Vision. Wanda Vision. Yes. I thought it was like some sort of Harry Potter secret club. <laughs> the Wanda Division. The Wanda Vision. We're the new aurors. Followed by Wizard Mastered Head Vision. I thought you were suggesting that it was the the Mexican branch of the Avengers, the Wand Division. Um, no, definitely not uh, that one. But Brian, this does pose an interesting question, and this might derail the episode for a little bit. But why are there not super so superheroes only happen in like our real life? What? Like, explain n- yourself. <laughs> Superheroes only happen in movies that are depictions of real life. You don't see, like, fantastic medieval superheroes. You don't see, like, let's go to Harry Potter world, but now Dumbledore is, like... Well, because they're all superheroes. The Incredible Yeah, I see see what you're saying, though. Um, I, like, I wonder what it would be like. Yes, Harry Potter has magic. Uh, Star Wars, they have lightsabers and whatnot, but what would it be like if there was a superhero in those worlds? Yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. If, if, it, if it completely was not normal to have, like, that much power, right? Because yes. I think you, you're, you're setting a baseline of there's some magic in the world, there's some some low magic, but then all of a sudden there's an invincible guy who can fly around and shoot lasers out of his eyes. Cast magic without a wand. Yeah. He like, doesn't need no wand to vision. <laughs> Yeah, He's, um, his wand is divided in half, hence he has to use his hands to blow fire. Makes sense, uh, and that's where Captain Marvel came from. Okay, um, what would that be like? I don't know. Um, also, as I say this, I realize that Doctor Strange is the closest thing we have to a Harry Potter superhero. Yeah, I guess that's about right. That is kind of the crossover, huh? That's the sort of the middle of the Venn diagram. Um, what if Doctor Strange taught at Hogwarts? I'm okay, really, I'm bot. really committed to this. Okay, I'm gonna milk it for all that okay. it's worth. Yeah, while I, you get ready for your next thing, you know, what would he teach? <laughs> uh, Defense against the dark arts, because that position's always open. It's always open, but assume that it's already taken by Benedict Wong, his little buddy. Sure. Uh, then I guess he's teaching uh, arithmancy. Arithmancy? No. What's the What's the future challenge? The divination. Divination. I feel like he would take divination. Yeah, he's very good at that. That, that fits for him in the in the Infinity War. He does some divination, so. Okay, that's all my Harry Potter superhero so, questions. So speaking, <laughs> here's where I was gonna go with it. <laughs> you can see if you can see if it's interesting to go there. What if what if you had a crazy superhero movie made in the 1950s, not made in the 50s, set in the 50s? Yes. Okay? When what if it was a rom com? Okay. okay, that is actually what Wandavision is. Why For is it in the 1950s? I have no idea, but I saw a headline that says it's set in the 1950s. They I don't didn't even it. exist then. Uh, I'm guessing there's some time travel afoot. Well, you're probably right, but why are they in the 1950s? Or Elizabeth Olsen's just lying, because it says, Elizabeth Olsen says Disney Plus series WandaVision is set in 1950s. What? So maybe they went Did back. Did we already spoil the plot of Endgame then, at this point? Maybe. Because, like, time travel. Yeah. So I do have my theory, and I legitimately believe that this might happen, is that Captain America is going to end up in the 1940s. In okay. the movie. It's so sort of reset where he should have ended up. Yeah. Like, he's okay. going to go back to his time, and he's just going to be like this overwatching guardian that's going to help the world progress and get sure. to where it needs to and stop Thanos from ever happening. Man, he could rock. Like, he if he had just stayed in his time, he would have just 
kept on rocking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he would have had less technology to deal with. <laughs> he, would he wouldn't just... have to go blow up those shield helicopters. Yeah, like the hardest thing for him to deal with would be things. like would be like a tank, which yeah. he can handle, right? He is a tank in yeah. of himself. When when you think about it, it's actually probably a good thing he brought got brought forward to the future because in Sino Man <laughs> style, because he would have just become a terrorist. Make, <laughs> make it even for everyone. Yeah, give everyone like a chance. Like it was not fair for him to just be around in the forties, um, especially after the war ended and and later. So, so why are Vision and Scarlet Witch in the nineteen fifties? I don't know, and I don't think they're going to tell us because it's probably a spoiler. But we can we can just imagine. Um, maybe they just want to go back to. Comes- a, what benefit comes from the 1950s? Are they going to do, like, Cold War spy missions? Maybe they're racist. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Maybe they're like, oh, man, back when America was great, we can go back to the 1950s and get it, and say whatever we want, and the, the PC police well, won't come after us. Well, that took a hard turn. <laughs> uh, I don't... I, what color even is Vision? He's red. red. He's red. Or red and gold. Is he the same colors as Iron Man? He, I guess so. He's synthetic. He's sort of made out That's of Iron Man. That's his color. Right? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think they're racist. Uh, but but yeah, I think I like the idea of Cold War spies. That should be the series. It probably is. They're probably going to run into the original Ant Man and the original Wasp. Okay, that's a cool. That's get actually a pretty cool concept. De aging with some Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. And okay. That'd be fun. Okay, here's what we do. I think what the, I think I know what this episode is now. I think it's. So, you know, um, Star Wars Clone Wars. Not Star Wars The Clone Wars. Yes. But the original one. The 2D animation. Yes. Where Mace Windu looks like he's made out of squares or whatever. Yes. Um, to kick off that series, they made a movie. Nope, I'm actually wrong. It's the other one. It's the other of the Clone Wars. The one you're usually thinking of. The 3D one with Ahsoka Tano. Okay? Yes. They, were, they made a movie to kick off that series. I think we need to make the movie that kicks off WandaVision. Okay. Right, we're gonna make this movie that actually explains it and sets it up, and then lets the series go. This is the secret fourth Marvel movie that they're releasing in 2019. Exactly, it's like their own movie that they release with the Disney Plus. Could you imagine if they like hot off the success of Endgame? Less than a month later, they drop a new movie. Crazy! It'd be so crazy. Before and they Spider-Man would do it. Far from home. Yeah, even. they would do it. They would do it. They're the only people who probably could get away with it. I heard a prediction that like something like. 95% of the money made in Hollywood is going to be Disney, right? Yeah. And so, why not? Why don't we get a piece of that? We got to get in there. <laughs> Brian, we already have a piece of it. Well, yeah. This episode's sponsored by Disney. Well, we don't we don't have a piece of it <laughs> in this I'm fiscal year. We got to set up our plans for for later. Here's the thing, so. if I say it enough, Disney will pay us. Yeah, is my mentality. Um, I'm not committed to WandaVision. Okay, yet, so that's one explore, idea. But I like the idea you're okay. doing a movie to kick off the series. Okay. So let's go to the next one. Next series? Yes. Okay, we've got uh, Loki. Just called Loki? Loki. I, I feel like It's this... a very low-key movie. I kind of imagine him just, just pulling pranks, and it's just punked, but with Loki. <laughs> and he's Ashton Kutcher, and he's just, he's just low-key pulling pranks on people. <laughs> what if he just, like, shows up in the movie of Jackass? Yeah. And he's just, like, doing pranks with... What's that guy? Johnny Knoxville? Johnny yeah. Knoxville, the guy. The guy. The Jackass man. Um... <laughs> So uh, that's an interesting thought. When does it take place? Does it also take place in the 1950s? Uh, it does. T- it takes place not until year two of the streaming service is all I know at this point. <laughs> um, this is another weird one because Loki, as far as we know, is dead. Um, I feel like Disney has spoiled Endgame. 
yeah. with this. Because I can't see like an origin story with Loki, because I feel like the whole time it'd be undercut by the fact that yeah. he's going to be the villain, the best friend well, of me. Isn't, isn't the first Thor movie like also a Loki origin? Like it talks about him being like a, uh, adopted and all yeah, that Yeah, exactly. So there's like, not that much interesting. interesting besides just him walking around and you see Thor being a dick the whole time. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Here's here's an interesting one. They're making two Marvel documentary series. Okay. Uh, one is called Marvel's Hero Project, um, with not many details here, and also one called Marvel Six Sixteen, which is cool. That's parallel universe stuff, as far as I know. Six Sixteen. Yes. Tell me more about that. I think Marvel Six Sixteen is the indication of our Earth among all of the multiverses. Oh, okay. So Earth 616 is the Earth that is in our universe. So this is like Neil deGrasse Tyson level documentary of just like yes. going into the realm of theory and explaining like, what if this happened? How would the science behind that work out? Exactly. Um, I'm not smart enough to make a movie it's on that. Just to, yeah, you just, just like everyone right now, go inside your head and just do your, you do your best Neil deGrasse Tyson. No one do No one do it out loud. Just, just think it. Or do it out loud. Do it out loud to your to your closest friends. Hey, if you do it out loud and you're on a bus or some other <laughs> bus public sure. transportation, sure. I'll give you a metaphorical high five yeah. right now. Um, if you record it and send it in to us, we will put it on our Facebook page or something, too. <laughs> so we want to hear your Neil deGrasse Tyson impersonations. Um, there's a, there is a rumor of a Hawkeye show. Yes. Which maybe just maybe just a family sitcom. And maybe okay. there's a rumor of a hot guy show. Well, they're all hot guy shows. Yes. Um, here's a question. Before you get more dug into that yeah. realm of TV possibilities, what if we made a TV show based off of the new Fox properties that Disney acquired? Oh, that's interesting. Um, so The Simpsons? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, with their superhero possibilities. Like, so, they've done Legion with the X-Men. Okay. Um. Do they have all the X-Men? Is it all resolved? They have all the X-Men. They have the Fantastic Four. I want to see a good Fantastic Four movie. I've always liked the Fantastic Four. They've tried it. They've tried it four times. They've tried it six times and have succeeded with Incredibles and Incredibles 2. Marvel's... What? Oh, I guess you're... Okay, I get what you're saying. Uh, Marvel has never done it, though. The MCU has not done it. Right. And I think they could. I think if they were just part of this bigger, if they were just part of the I next phase, could, I think they could do it. They made Tom Holland and Spider-Man work. Yeah. So I think they could, but I would think it would be more interesting to just let them have their own adventure. Because yeah. I feel like, besides the fact that they either didn't cast them well and they were just like cartoonish okay. Chris Evans on fire people, yeah. or they were directed to be so bland and boring that they were uninteresting. Who's your Fantastic Four right now? My Top Fantastic Four? Top of my head. Okay, Human Torch. <laughs> Uh, Human Torch. Honestly, I like Chris Pine. Hugh Jackman. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> you didn't expect an older choice. I did not. So, I like Chris Pine. Chris Pine's actually really good. I, see, like, I did want them to be a little bit older, a little more experienced at this point, but yeah. I wasn't thinking Hugh Jackman level. No. Here's a side note. Okay. I do want Hugh Jackman to play the next Marvel villain. Hugh Jackman is would also be a great Reed Richards. Just saying. But also a villain. You know what? I'm sold on that. Hugh Jackman as, a, as Reed Richards is Hugh cool. Jackman as Reed Richards. Forget Wolverine. <laughs> He's gone. Um, And then... Who did I say? <laughs> Torch already forgot already. Uh, you said Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Uh, he could be Dr. Doom even. Uh, Hugh Jackman if we don't want to stick him with Reed Richards. I actually really like that it's choice. It's pretty Brian. good. Yeah. Let's stick with it. Um, 
who do we have as Invisible uh, Woman? Invisible Woman is... Uh, you know who hasn't had a superhero movie who needs one? Is Charlize Theron. Has she not? She's not been a superhero. Yeah, I could see I know that. there's a lot of talks of her like as the best fan casting for Catwoman. Okay, sure. But... I don't know if that'll happen, so let's put her as Invisible, invisible woman. woman. Isn't she stretchy in the... Oh, yeah. She's stretchy and she's invisible. But she's called the Invisible uh, Woman. Reed Richards is stretchy. Reed Richards is stretchy. I got them all mixed up. At Which point. I'm so excited to see a stretchy yeah. Hugh Jackman. Um, and The Thing. Who's The Thing? I kind of want John Cena. John Cena's a good <laughs> thing. He just... He already kind of looks like The He's thing. on a different level of acting. Yeah. As in, like, a lower level. <laughs> Yeah, we've actually put together a pretty solid acting cast here with Hugh Jackman and Charlize Theron uh, and whoever the other one was, Chris Pine. You know what I think would be fun? To give someone who's not the superhero body prototype. Yeah. And just like, because he's going to be a CGI character anyways. Right. Who would be fun? Like, I'm thinking like a Jack Seth Black. Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> we both went pretty similar <laughs> places there. Uh, I'd love that. I think it'd be hilarious. I think to see either of them is the thing. Yeah, I think it's very good. Seth Black, that's our Seth Black. Okay, um, <laughs> until and further decided. I think I went to high school with a Seth Black. Anyway, <laughs> um, um, what was I going to say? Um, Doctor Doom. He's the only he's the only Fantastic Four villain I know. So I guess he's John Cena. <laughs> Doing you a know, really bad lot variant accent. <laughs> no, I actually don't like the idea of. Um, what if John Cena's the Invisible Man? Because you don't see him. <laughs> That's a good. I, don't, I can't replace Charlie's Theron though, so I just needed to squeeze that joke in. Yeah, there can be a fifth Fantastic Four. <laughs> it could be like. Uh, uh, this won't be a reference. You understand, Dirk Gently? Uh, they have. There's a group called the Fearful Four. No, that's the Fearsome Four is a real thing in Fantastic Four. Anyway, there's a group called Something Four, and there's only three of them. It's also like Kubo and the Two Strings, which frustrates me because there's there's three. There's three strings. And I know there's there's symbology with that. Yeah. And by symbology, I mean symbolism. But it's three strings. I never, I don't know why I never put that together. That's very weird. It bugs me so bad. Interesting. Anyways, that's our Fantastic Four casting. Well, we didn't do Doctor Doom. Dr. Dan um, is... Uh, he's Latvian, you said? No, no, he's Latvarian, which is the made-up country in... Between Latvia and Lithuania. I believe they just sort of mashed some stuff up there. Yes. Um, David Hasselhoff. No. It's, it's I, David Hasselhoff. Is, no. You know he's a good pick. I, I In the same movie where we have Jack, Jack Rogan as the thing, you know he's a good pick for Dr. Doom. See, Jack Rogan <laughs> is the comedic relief. I, like, almost had a vomit reaction <laughs> to you saying David Hasselhoff is you've, a villain. You've, you've lived in Germany. You, you love David Hasselhoff. That's a stereotype. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. Um, who is it, then? You've got to give me someone better than David Hasselhoff. For Dr. Daniel Dan. Craig. Daniel Craig is fun. Well, not I, fun, fun, but, like, he, he's a good a, pick, probably. Yeah. The, I was thinking of the movie. It's Daniel Craig is a Jew, and he's leading... Jews away from being attacked by Nazis in Belarus or something. Sure. I can't remember the movie, but I was thinking like Eastern European actors and So therefore he's Doctor Doom. He's Doctor Doom. Okay. That's he's fair. not Eastern European, but Christoph Waltz could be good. Christoph Waltz is always good. He's good at everything. Yeah. I think he's very charming in interviews too. Have you seen his interview where he interviews Jimmy Fallon? It's good. And it's funny. And they talk about Germany. Let's actually do Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Because I good. do love that man. Okay. 
He's a good Doctor Doom. He also hasn't had... Well, he's been in Green Hornet, but he hasn't had, like, an actual good superhero yeah. role. So, Christoph Waltz. That's our casting. That's a good Fantastic Four. Okay, at this point, we probably need to pick something to, to fully develop. <laughs> is it? Is it the movie lead-in to WandaVision? Or is it our weird Fantastic Four casting we just did? I want to make a TV series. The... But it's the movie leading up to the TV series. So is it a Fantastic yeah. Four series? Yeah, so it's a Fantastic Four series okay, that we're going to make for Disney. Okay, perfect. It seems like they already have plans and they're already spoiling Endgame. So let's make our yeah. own movie that kicks off the well, TV and why, series. Okay, they had the Fox merger, right? They had stuff they could have been announcing that wouldn't have touched the MCU, right? Yes. That would have been so much cooler. Uh-huh. Like, people would have been so excited and it wouldn't have had any spoilers. Man, we should be in charge of Disney. We, uh, yes, Disney, buy us to buy you. <laughs> we we get that you're already paying us for every episode where we talk about you, but just let us just, run the place. Just give yourself to us, and it'll be yes. all the better. Okay. It's Fantastic Four t- TV series developed for Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus does it have to be a little tamer because of that? Nope. nope. I think Disney+, Plus actually, is uh, th- their way of saying you don't have to be quite as... Don't worry too much. Well, aren't they bringing Daredevil and all those shows on anyways? Oh, probably. So we can, yeah. we can fit in with them. That's yeah. fine. It'll just be in the, like, parental settings that you okay, can access yeah. this maybe fantastic two, Maybe form. there's just two versions. Maybe they make a, a family-friendly version. Yeah. Maybe they'll make a family-friendly Jessica Jones. That's another one I've seen <laughs> that is not family-friendly. Jesse Jones here. Exactly. Ready for the family. <laughs> she announces to the camera. Um... Are we going to try and blend it into some of these other series? I don't think I know enough about them. Well, I think we should have the kickoff to the Fantastic Four being something from whatever Avengers Endgame kicks off. Sure. Which we don't know, but... It's I, Agent Coulson. I think Agent Coulson is a, a, a unifying force in all of the everything. Yes. He's he's huge in Marvel's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's going to come back in Endgame, probably. Yes. Here's my realistic prediction. I... Besides uh, Captain America going back to the 1940s, I also think they're just going to create another parallel dimension where everyone lives happily and everything. Okay. Except for maybe like Iron Man and Captain America. and that's, Who just retire. Who retire. They what sacrifice if, themselves for that what dimension. What if Captain America loses his memory, goes back to 1940? That'd be, that'd be a crazy ending Th- for him. That would be a crazy ending. I, this is like, that's not like a funny joke. It's just like, I think that'd be a crazy ending. That would be ballsy. Yeah. Um, but what I think is like in this new dimension that they made, they, before when they didn't have mutants and or Fantastic Four people, yeah. this time they do. And Tony Stark has a rival scientist, entrepreneur, billionaire. Okay. Who's who not is, a playboy. Who's Reed Richards. Who's Reed Richards. Who's a family man. Who's a family man. Well, he doesn't start that way, but he settles down. Yeah. He becomes a good he, family man. I think man. he's pretty tame from the start, though. Reed Mo- Richards is never, like, too crazy. Mostly because I want to see some Robert Downey Jr. Hugh Jackman rivalry. I think that would be fun. That is fun. Having uh, Robert Downey make a few cameos throughout the movie or the TV series, that would be really good. Yeah. And he is someone who I think could match... Robert Downey Jr.'s charisma. Yeah, I think that go toe to toe. That's actually really solid because Robert Downey Jr. has shown that he can bring Tony Stark and just kind of sort of show up for a minute. Yeah, and then leave. Right. Yeah. Spider-Man: Homecoming. He did a lot of that. Yeah. And he he did it well, and I think that would work in the TV series. Okay. Um, we got to commit to either Seth Rogen or Jack Black. I don't like Seth Rogen. 
and I'm leading Jack Black, but and I'm more a fan of Jack Black. We've talked so much about Jack Black, though. It's because we have his number on speed dial. We just love him. That's true. Yeah. Um, if we had to pick another Jack Black esque type of person, who would it be? Um, because he might be a little too much for this movie for this casting to be the thing. Yeah, I mean, I do want it to be the comedic relief, and I do want the thing is a sad character though. He's like pretty sad. I feel like it kind of defines him. Yeah, but at the same time, like, humor is often used as a defense mechanism. I mean, especially in this world of Marvel. Exactly. I, I, feel, like, I feel like the Human Torch has previously been that character. Yeah. Like, in the in the, in the um, Chris Evans Fantastic but, Four, he was definitely the yeah. relief. Michael B. Jordan, I feel like he was more serious. I Granted, I don't remember that movie at all, so maybe he yeah, was joking. I didn't see that one. Um, I feel like Chris Pine's going to go more for, like, the Hal Jordan cocky cocky yeah 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 i think that that sounds right charlie's theron obviously very grounded very gravitas-esque and and with hugh jackman that's really good like i'm liking that more and more yeah of those two Uh that's it's a fun cast um the thing i'm still torn on the thing though because jack black is just such a big contrast jack black's really good but i don't know if he fits and i don't know if he can do the like Oh, I'm sad that I'm made of rocks. You guys all look normal most of the time. Because that's what basically this, his thing. What if it's... We need someone who brings a little more... Ugh, like, not just like quirky, cartoonish. Yeah. What if it's Nick Offerman? Nick Offerman is so great. You just like split the uprights with that one. Because I was, I was about to go back to the default of like... Yeah, let's get Jason Momoa or... I mean, the obvious choice of The Rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we we obviously couldn't have gone there. Nick Offerman's really I think we were really both thinking good. that and made, like, telepathic connection yeah, earlier. Like, let's that not was like, say let's not do The Rock. <laughs> um, Nick Offerman's fun, though. Um, just doing voice. Yeah, and that's voice not Voice and who face capture, probably, I guess. That's not who you think of as a superhero, but no. I would love to see that. Yeah. And he fits the age it's dynamic. It's, it's clobbering time. Yes. It's clobbering time. It's clobbering time. Yeah, that's pretty good. I can hear it. I guess get a, get a little more gravelly with his transformation, but yeah, uh, we can put a filter on him. No, yeah, that's very cool. Um, and we we did go pretty old on that. Chris Pine yeah. is probably the youngest of the bunch, and he's he probably is. But that makes something. sense if he's like the younger brother yeah, of exactly. Charlie's throne. Oh man, that's a cool cast. I could see all those as scientists too. Like, yeah, Chris Evans, I couldn't see as a scientist in the yeah. original one. Was he supposed to be? I think so. I think he was just the brother of the scientist. Like, he got to go on in the space. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, um, I, it, lo- I love the pre-transformation Nick Offerman being involved in this. That's, like, yeah. cool, too. Yeah. All it's right. a lot of fun. All right, I'm um, sold. So that's sold. So how do they all meet up? Obviously, Chris Pine and Charlie's Throne are brother and They're sister. They're brother and sister, yeah. Um, um, what is their Marvel connection? Because I think that's the most fun we can have here is that they have some sort of connection to one of the characters or events within the Marvel universe. Okay. So how does Charlize Theron and Chris Pine work into this? Okay. Charlize Theron uh, was an intern for Tony Stark at some point. Okay. okay. When she was younger. Okay. And so, I mean, they're similar age, but he was the CEO at like exactly. 20 something. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're similar age and, and he sort of overshadowed her. They, he may not even know who she is. Yeah. Okay. She was just part of some program, some intern program. Okay. Um, so she, she knows a lot of what's going on with Stark. Um, but now she's sort of set out on her own uh, to start a 
A startup, I guess. <laughs> a, a science startup. I know this is like the background of every villain in Marvel movies, but I do like this idea of they all four of them hate Tony Stark in some way. Okay. And they don't like the way that he's behaving as a superhero, but they're not bad people. So they try to just like do their own thing independent so, of the Avengers. Okay. So you're, you're, you're not setting them up to villains. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. They just don't want to work with him. Okay. Here's an idea. Here's how we work. You were saying Chris Pine's more believable as a, as a scientist, but what if we still go, what if we keep him at arm's length from the science still? Yeah. He's sort of a Bill Nye presenter. Like he's obviously a real scientist. <laughs> like, like he isn't, he's a real scientist, but like part of what they're doing is like, Hey, we're not going to go the dumb superhero route. Like Tony Stark, we're going to work on education and we're going to work on like getting, getting funding for different things. And I'm going to be the and face he, of that. And he does shows on PBS yeah, and, well, to make science look fun. Yeah. Like, doesn't that sound like a cool setup? That is so amazing. Yeah. I love that. So Nick Offerman is a TV producer. He's not a scientist anymore. Okay. And he's brought on to help with the new Bill Nye Science Guy show. Yeah. And it's called Johnny Storm, the Science Storm. No, it's just called Brainstorm. That's a good name. That is a show. great one. It's just called Brainstorm with Johnny Storm. This is a, this is a whole nother show we need to write. Yeah, this is also Why great. Superheroes <laughs> in promotional, yeah, educational yeah. TV. And like, uh, once he gets his powers, and it's kind of known that he has the powers, he can use that on the show. Well, he doesn't need Bunsen burners well, anymore. Well, and I think a fun little aspect is him like trying to do that. Like he's trying to heat up the chemicals that he's working with or whatever. Yeah. And he overdoes it. And it makes a very exciting live show that he's yeah. doing where he's accidentally oh, burning everything down. Okay. Oh, I literally just got chills. This is so good. And then he, he, the reason he's up in the space station with them to do the experiments is because they're filming a clip. Exactly. And he has to be there for this big thing they're doing. And that's why there's a film producer. And that's why... Stuff goes wrong because they're not being careful enough because they're making the TV show. Yeah. Oh, this is cool. <sighs> Nick Offerman is a TV producer for a science show where they go to space. It's, it's so amazing. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That's the Fantastic Four. Uh, and they're doing it because they, they, they started out as, okay, we're going to be the rational level-headed counter whatever to Tony Stark. Yes. Right? But as they get into it, they start making some money. They start getting too into it. Then they, they, they're casual about things and they make mistakes. Yes. Right? And that's... I feel like I feel like this puts Ben Grimm at sort of the maybe he's because I feel like Reed Richard is very tortured. Yes, uh, as it being his fault. I yes. think we switch it over to the thing. Yeah, I think that's interesting to have the thing be like, I did this to you guys. I I'm not the scientist. I deserve <laughs> to be this terrible rock monstrosity because I did this to you, good people who are so smart, and you're helping save the world. Which makes it a little more like because I hate. I feel like we've seen the Rock as too downy at this point. And not like Robert Downey Jr., but just like... Downey, like, soft? Downey, like... <laughs> I'm just tired of seeing him mopey the He's, whole time. Yeah, mopey But I do bad. like this drive of him regretting the fact that he did this yeah, to everyone. I need to fix this. And so, yes, he's being proactive about yeah. trying to do it. And that's where he, like... He's not a victim anymore. He's very brash with his actions, which is, yeah. is magnified by the fact that now he, like, touches something as a rocky thing and he crushes it. Yeah. He can't work a camera anymore. Yeah. He's, his whole life is, like, taken from him with this. Um, I like this idea that, uh, to, like, go into the other characters a little bit. I want to see St Sue Storm as someone who still has a connection to Stark Industries and has been 
not embezzling, but like sneaking out prototype technology they've been working okay, on. Okay, yeah. And so like part of the pressure is that they're using some of this technology to fuel a lot of their stuff. And so this is where Robert uh, Tony Stark's team is investigating them, putting pressure on throughout okay. the whole thing. And I think Christoph Waltz is part of that. Oh, so he, he's a Stark employee. He's a Stark employee or at least maybe like... Maybe a Stark bureaucrat. Maybe even like FBI. Like he's oh, just okay. hired to go and research this. And I think it's set up in the MCU that the Stark is, is fairly well regulated by, by federal government. So that, yeah. that kind of fits in. Um, that works. Yeah. He's in the FBI. And his name is Dr. Von Dumenstein. And no one thinks anything <laughs> of it. What's his real name? I don't know Dr. Doom's real name. I don't either. But I do want more, like, sympathetic motivation for him. Like, it's not just, oh, I can shoot electricity, and I was kind of mischievous before, so now I'm a bad guy. But, His like, real name is Victor Von Doom, so <laughs> not exactly subtle. I like this idea that he's an FBI agent sure. who... How does he get his powers? We'll work that out in a second. Okay. But I want the motivation first. Okay. He is annoyed by the superhero agenda of just like everyone wants to be a superhero and so he gets along really well with the fantastic four because they also hate tony stark and his methods and maybe they don't like bring him along but maybe they go to him as like this fbi agent who's like worked with him and like maybe he catches them or something and they're just like we need help our friend's a rock monster this guy like can't control himself and he's setting things off like is there anyone in your industry who can help us? And so Christoph Waltz takes them to some scientists and they start doing some programs and he gets more and more interested. But instead of being the... Are they S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, it depends on the I don't timeline. Think, I don't think there's a reason Christoph Waltz couldn't be S.H.I.E.L.D. I he think could it be works shield. for him to be S.H.I.E.L.D. And it works for these scientists to be S.H.I.E.L.D. I think we go with that for now unless it contradicts something. And Robert Redford convinces him to join HYDRA. What? Oh, yeah. HYDRA influenced S.H.I.E.L.D. Is Robert Redford in that? He's the main bad guy in... Is he really? He's Red Skull? No, that's the first one. What what am I thinking of? You're thinking of First Avenger with Captain America. Winter Soldier is Robert Redford. I don't remember anything about Winter Soldier. Gotcha. He's he's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, got it. He's also the director of the Sundance Film Festival. (laughs) Yes, very much so. (laughs) Actually, I don't know if that's true anymore. Um, But yeah, okay. I totally forgot Robert Redford was in that movie. So that's a fun little cameo. Yeah, that's good. Um, where, when are we setting it then? Are we setting it sort of during MCU? Yeah. Because I, mean, we... I think this is a parallel universe. Oh. So I think a okay, lot of their no. actions intertwine with what the MCU's the, doing. The end of the TV show is them getting dusted at the end of Infinity War. Yes. It's all It all builds to that. And it's like, what? You can't end a TV show like that. And then we do like 10 more seasons. Yes. And, and it's whatever. But like at that moment, it's like, whoa, I can't believe they ended the whole season like that yeah uh it's pretty cool um we're at 35 minutes so do we what should we do to conclude this uh, Start we've got that we pretty much got our casting i don't think we've got anything there who's running this show this is our this may be our first uh series is this our first tv series yeah um well it's a movie and show that's true there's a kickoff movie what so the kickoff movie is just the the accident yes right. Um, and it sets up the, the their. And it's a pretty generic. I I feel like we need one flare point to the movie that makes it unique from other Fantastic Four movies. Okay. Because a lot of it, like I, the majority of those movies spend time with them learning about their powers and everything. I think that should just be the first act. 
Second act, okay. they've got it down and they have to do some new problem. So that it's kind of like Spider-Man Homecoming. We don't spend too long on the origin story. I would say it's second act because I want to spend more time with this dumb TV show they're making. Okay, let's do that. We got to do the, the cool science TV show. Um, yeah, okay, that's good. Um, but how are we going to set it apart from other, other Fantastic Fours? I guess we're doing it basically by shifting the roles a little bit. Yes. Ben Grimm is now the sort of like the, the moral center, the responsible one. I think in the we in haven't the established movie, Reed. We haven't like figured out what Reed's doing. Then he's Reed. He's Hugh Jackman. They're one in the same. <laughs> um, we give him a musical number. Yes. <laughs> what if Doctor Doom is a good guy in this? Okay. Like for the movie, that works. That works for me. We can turn him later. Yeah, we and can you know turn he's him later. Turn. His name is Victor Von Doom, and I think he is good, but he's just this lightning shocked. Yeah, yeah. I assume whatever accident gives him his powers also is scarring his face and yeah. giving him the mask and all that stuff. So that And works. so, like, a lot of it is just public perception doesn't trust him. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole Hulk situation. Yes, he is an angry monster, but people are scared of him. And so that kind of causes him to make more brash decisions that yeah. ultimately turn him down this villainous path. But I like the idea of instead of it just being like, I'm evil for evil's sake which is every Doctor Doom so far, he is a good person that we love. Maybe he's trying to save his division. His division at S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to get shut down unless he can show some results. Yes. And so he starts being, taking bigger risks, and that, that works. That works for me. Uh, I think we did it. Who's running the show, though? <laughs> we do need to get back to that. Um... <laughs> Who are showrunners? Uh, Shonda Rhimes? Probably not a good fit. I mean, the Russo brothers did run Community for a little bit with That's... Dan Harmon. That's true. It doesn't feel... I don't think we let Dan Harmon touch this. No, we don't. Uh, but, but I can see the Russo brothers. Yeah, why going not? Going back to it. Yeah. <laughs> they got to keep busy after Infinity yeah. Endgame. I have no idea who run the, the other Marvel TV shows, so we'll stick with the Russo brothers. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's good enough for me, uh, and it's good enough for the episode, I think, right? Yeah. We got our movie. It's just called... I don't think we have to call it anything special. Maybe we it, do. Not fan four stick. <laughs> not fan four stick. Um... I, is it just the new the hmm, science friends? <laughs> it's just it's just science friends after, the, or or what if it's just called Fantastic Four colon Brainstorm for the movie, and then the series will just be called the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um. No, Fantastic Four does need to be in it, yeah. but I think it couldn't be like a Spider Man Homecoming. Like there's a uh, a colon there. Yeah, I think it's Brainstorm. I don't think it's Brainstorm. Or or. Uh... Fantastic Forigens. <laughs> I do Fantastic like that. Fantastic Forigens. <laughs> okay, it's settled. <laughs> You're not talking anymore, so we're doing it, and that's that's the end of our episode. Thanks for joining us, folks, on the Silver Screen Redemption. Uh, once again, it looks like we've made a, a movie and a TV series that Hollywood would never make. So I think mission accomplished. Um, let's wrap it up. Uh, Why you- is it Fantastic Four? <laughs> What? Why is it Fantastic Forigens? It's so stupid. Because I don't want anyone to be worried. Because this is the fourth Fantastic Four movie, right? Yeah. That, that I can think of. Um, <laughs> so if we call it Fantastic Four, people are going to be confused and be like, do I have to see the first three? So, But if we call it Fantastic Forigens, it's Fantastic Four colon Origins, but everyone's going to call it Forigens. What if it's just called Forigens? <laughs> Four I-G-I-N-S. Forigens. Is, that's just the movie the tv show can be called the tv show can be called the fantastic four okay but the movie called forigens forigens 
Um, so stupid. <laughs> um, you can find us on our website at silverscreenpod.com uh, or check out all our social media garbage uh, that is at uh, sil- or, sorry, the Silver Screen Redemption on Instagram and Facebook. And then we're at Screen Redeem on Twitter. Um, don't forget to send us our your best Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, I almost said cameo. Your best impressions of Neil deGrasse Tyson. And we just would love to hear him. What what is a Neil deGrasse Tyson cameo? Now that I ask, a cam- it? well, he definitely has a cameo in Forigens. Yes, he's he's he, he is there. Maybe he auditioned to to be the host of the show, but they're like, ah, we'll we'll have Johnny do it. Yeah, that's a good that's a good cameo. Um, so yeah, that's our show. Bye. What's the, how do we end it? Uh, it's been a while. You, you say your name. I'm Brian Perry, and I'm Houston Bobley. And whether or not they need redemption. I guess we'll be there. I don't know after this one, Brian. We were there this time. This might be the foragins (laughs) of our downfall. (laughs) Could be. Okay. (sighs) Okay, bye. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.